0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 559, air date April 8th, 2020. Hello everyone, we're going to start shortly. We'll be bringing in people from Periscope. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I hope everyone's doing well. And we're going to be starting very soon. And here we go. Let me start up my Instagram so people I know are on there. There we go. Checking connection there. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Eder. It's been a very, very busy day, and I hope everyone's doing well. Um, but we're going to talk about something really, really important today, which is actually looking at uh, applying systems thinking, applying a lot of the skills that I acquired at MIT, which is biological engineering, which is a systems approach to really understand how we look at helping the critically ill. Um, and also how we look at boosting our immune health. So it's really gonna be about the critically ill and boosting immune health. And we're gonna talk about it in the context of, you know, hydroxychloroquine, which is something that's been out there in the media as a potential thing to really prevent and support uh, people who are experiencing the effects of, um, the effects of, of, um, of uh, coronavirus. And we're also going to talk about boosting immune health, looking at vitamin A, D, and C, and contrasting them. It's really, really important that we go deeper because the mainstream media, as well as big pharma, as well as people like Fauci, are not really educating people on how at the molecular level these things work. So um, I hope in a very small way I can really help this discourse, but my real goal is to educate you because it's important uh, that... uh, We live in a world right now where education and knowledge matters. And this goes back to what I've shared before, that we keep electing these really, really stupid people into office. Lawyers and lobbyists who know nothing. In fact, right in Massachusetts, just to give you an update, I'm running for United States Senate and the Boston Globe. And I'm running as a Republican. I don't care about the Republican Party establishment, but I have to run on one vehicle. But I'm running as a Republican to get on the ballot. I've been on. Uh, everyone knows about our campaign. But the but the frankly, the racist Boston Globe is not only racist, but they don't want to really help everyday working people. They don't care about poor whites, poor blacks. They featured the other three candidates and they left me out. It's absolutely disgusting. So if everyone knows about the Boston Globe, they're a horrible newspaper. And they're like the New York Times. These fake news media leave out everyday people in even discussing them. So uh, our entire goal right on the campaign right now is to get on the ballot. The mainstream media, the big pharma guys do not want to see someone like me on the ballot. So what I want to start with is letting you know, and I'll come back to this, what everyone here can do to help us get on the ballot. If you know someone in Massachusetts or you know someone... Uh, or you live in Massachusetts, if you go to our website, right here, what you'll see is at the uh, bottom of this, right below the fold, um, we talk about you can sign to give us your signature. Your signature will get Dr. Shiva on the ballot. So if you click here, you can literally tell anyone that you know to simply fill out this form and we will mail them nomination papers that they sign and they send to their town halls. So if you just go right to the webpage, the front page of the webpage right here, and right at the bottom here, it says your signature will get Dr. Shiva on the ballot. If you click here, um, have people fill out this form, and they have to be in Massachusetts, and then we will ship them nomination papers, we'll mail them on our own cost to them, and then they can send it to their town hall. So that's what I want to first talk to you about. We need to get on the ballot. You deserve one of you. You know, I grew up as a working class kid in New Jersey. Everyone knows this. I worked my butt off to earn all these degrees and to help you. And it's about time that you had someone like you on the ballot. But these three lawyer lobbyists I'm running against, one is... Joe Kennedy, one is a guy called Ed Malarkey, and another guy, I don't even wanna give him any publicity because he's a complete moron. But that's who the Republican establishment is running against me to keep me off the ballot. But we, we need to get on the ballot. We need a, a tons of thousands of more signatures and it's really easy to do, we got about 10 days. So tell everyone to get Dr. Shiva on the ballot. If you know friends in Massachusetts, drive them to that page and tell them to get me on the ballot. We must get on the ballot, we must win. Let's go to what I wanna talk about today. Um, what I want to talk about today is, first of all, um, many of you know that I'm a working scientist. Uh, if you go to my personal website, vashiva.com, you'll see the fact, you know, learn about all the stuff I've been talking about. I created the first email system, but you'll also learn about the fact that one of the other inventions I've done is this very powerful technology called Cytosolve. And Cytosolve came out of my PhD work, which was really to figure out a way to use a computer to model molecular pathways. You see, when we consume a drug or when we take food at the molecular level, no one really knows exactly what's going on. Um, that's why there's a lot of snake oil sometimes in the supplements business, and pharmaceutical companies don't really care about toxicity. So the technology I developed for my PhD work was a way to resolve that. Using knowledge of what we know of science today, we can take all that knowledge, bring it together, and really model molecular reactions using cytosol. So it's really a very powerful way to revolutionize health. And, and uh, that's really the mission of what, what what we do. It's what I do, uh, separate from running for Senate, separate from educating everyone here. And it's really a breakthrough technology for modeling biological functions, such as the immune system, and we do it on the computer so we don't have to kill animals and we can do it faster, cheaper, uh, safer, and cheaper. Just to review, as I've talked about, pharmaceutical industry, I keep telling everyone this the pharmaceutical industry is dying. They have problems. Their drugs do not make the money. Sanofi, for example, is, uh, you know, their diabetes drug and their cardiovascular drugs are tanking, okay? And the hydroxychloroquine, they produce the name brand like, you know, people who make Advil, it's given them up a boost in their stock. And we'll talk about that, the benefits and the risks about that. So we have a, overall view of what's going on because if you remember you you typically have three factors the people like us who want truth who want to really power our bodies you have the establishment the the true evil people like fauci the gates foundation and in between us and them always comes someone else called the not so obvious establishment so swimming around trump we've been able to very effectively move the the trending of firing Fauci but around Trump are still the pharma guys who still want to get in there and that's what so you need to understand that context but fundamentally the pharmaceutical companies uh, are losing money they're not doing that well they have serious problems and what you'll see is the reason is the entire methodology and how they discover a new compound like a drug how they do in vitro screening how they do in vivo these first three boxes are called preclinical and then they ha- how they have to test on humans phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 this entire process takes 1 to 5 billion dollars only 20% of their drugs make it out of phase 1 and many of their stuff have massive amounts of side effects and we'll talk about that and the way they build drugs is no different than the way we used to build airplanes they do Uh, They're in vivo. In the old days, we used to come up with a, a, a design for an airplane, throw the pilot, and if he crashed, he said, gee whiz, he crashed and if he succeeded, then you try to explain why it worked. And the reason this occurs is that the entire basis of academic research, academic research as an overall, does not promote a holistic way of looking at the body or a holistic way of looking at a disease what they really promote is a more a blinded view of it, looking at the disease of if you consider the disease something to be or uh, you know like the elephant and and it's an old story about the king inviting the six blind men and each one touches parts of the elephant and none of them really knows what's going on and this is how academic research occurs we need to recognize that academic research People like Fauci who fund the academic research, they keep people in their silos. They never want to see the whole. They want to figure out a little drug for affecting this piece. And so if you want to consider it uh, in this way, the blind men who are looking at the elephant. The guy's touching the tail thinks it's a brush. The guy's touching the legs, thinks it's an oak tree and so on. And if they ever got together, you'd end up with a very distorted view of reality. So this is where fake science comes from because they don't really understand the whole. They don't take a systems approach to understanding any, frankly, phenomenon. That's why they can lie to people that CO2 is a pollutant. They can say, oh, the only solution to health is vaccines because they do not want to take a whole systems approach to understanding. And frankly any type of biological phenomenon so when it comes to any type of disease you always want to blame a bug. So when it came to AIDS it was HIV. When it came to scurvy you know it was a, it was you know some bugs until it took them a while to realize it was vitamin C and so on. So the entire pharmaceutical model is based on not treating the whole treating it as parts and that's how big pharma confuses every issue. But one of the important things I want to share with you is my life was really dedicated to overcoming this. And, and if you really look, again, these are the data. This The bar chart here represents um, pharmaceutical companies year over year increasing R&D expenses. And look what? This line represents they're finding less and less new drugs that are making it out of the FDA. Even the corrupt FDA is not allowing drugs up because of the toxicities. Okay. Pharmaceutical companies are spending more and more money, less and less new drugs. And as I've shared before, they don't have this issue with vaccines because vaccines don't go through the same regulatory framework. And you or I cannot sue pharma companies uh, when your child gets injured. You have to go to a vaccine court and the limitation of liability for death is 250,000. And we've talked about this before. If you wanna go review my videos, go to truthfreedomhealth.com and I have all the other videos. But I always like to give a little bit of summary. So this is what's going on with pharma. They spend more money on R&D. They're not finding, they're not getting approvals. All right. So this was what led me to a system approach to uh, uh, medicine. In 2003, uh, everyone recognized when the genome project ended that we have the same number of genes as a worm, which means... The number of genes is not who we are. Complexity is a function of the molecular reactions that take place. So we have to take a systems approach to biology. And as as I've shared before, you can see this chart here. In 1993, when the Genome Project started, we thought we had about 100,000 genes. We knew a worm only had 20,000. And by the time the Genome Project ends, about here, it turns out we have the same number of genes. So this led to a, a recognition that if we wanted to understand the whole body, it's not just the genes over here on the left side. It's the proteins and all the ways this stuff interacts. And this led in 2003 when I came back to MIT to say uh, a grand challenge that the National Science Foundation put out was could you mathematically model the whole human cell? So imagine you take any type of disease, you know, the immune system or what we're seeing right now with dysfunction, in, uh, you know, in the lungs, you know, where the lungs get filled with... Um, fluids can you actually understand that mechanistically molecularly and if we can can we figure out uh, what are the right combinations of either drugs or medicines or foods that can really help that so that really led as I've shared before to my creation of cytosol so cytosol said let's look at these little molecular pathways which are in different papers if you want to understand a disease convert them to models and then use this technology I built where if this blue circle represents a disease or complex molecular pathway, disperse it, decentralize it among individual models and that's what Cytosolve was. Cytosolve was a very powerful technology I created for my PhD work which literally was a major breakthrough just like email was that I did back in 78. It's a new breakthrough to literally model diseases on the computer okay so what we've been doing is we started using this approach to look at hydroxychloroquine which i'm going to share with you vitamin d and vitamin a and vitamin c so you can start understanding beyond the nonsense that goes on with the mainstream media and look one of the things i want to talk about the mainstream media is none of the mainstream media wants me on there that's why we're very fortunate that we're able to do this go live. We we have a lot of alternative media partners. But even guys like Tucker Carlson, he watches my videos and then he follows. He follows what I do, but he will not put me on because he's so afraid of me either getting more eyeballs or him being exposed and and, and the entire mainstream media being exposed. So he literally tracks me. If you look at what he's been doing, he didn't want to fire Fauci. Then he starts talking about that because he's watching which way... People are going in our direction and their goal is to get eyeballs to them. In many ways, Tucker Carlson is a master grifter. That's what he really is. He's a master grifter. But here, what we want to talk about, and this is why we need engineers and science, real scientists, You know, everyday working people, learning how things work and sharing that because that's how we get to the light. Otherwise, we're going to be having these opportunists or completely blatant liars who don't want to do it or other people want just your eyeballs. They'll just say enough. They'll watch which way you know, Shiva Ayodhuri is going and then put that on just to keep your eyeballs. But they never go deep. They're always followers. So that so Cytosolve is a very powerful technology that lets us model pathways. And what it really addresses, if you look at the big failed pharma approach, this is the way they're doing it. And what CytoSol says is we can really start with compounds. We can model stuff on the computer We long before we go testing in humans. And by the way, this is how we build airplanes. We don't go just throw a pilot in. We start with a design. We test it on the computer long before we do wind tunnel testing. But we understand the physics. And that's what Cytosolve is. So. Um, and by the way we've created a very powerful framework where we bring in partners as a decentralized environment as I'm sharing here to really understand how let me go back here because I didn't share this with you so this is Cytosol where we can really model things on the computer very much like how we build airplanes we do it on the computer and it's a whole environment we've built to collaborate with people so we've been uh, over the many weeks, we've been talking to many different MDs, many different partners getting their ideas, so we bring that all in. But fundamentally, we're able to look at the papers that are out there, not just a single paper. You see, guys like Fauci, guys like the pharma guys, they want to take one paper, the guys that they fund, okay, in big academia, and then use them to prove some point they, they, they want to prove which may not actually be true to support their monetary and economic interests, and it does not have to do with your health. But what we do here is we re- re- literally mine all the papers that are out there. We extract them, we curate them, we find the molecular mechanisms and then we organize it. So what I wanna talk about today is that if you go look at some of the other videos I've shared with you that the old model of the immune system, there was an old model of the immune system which is two boxes. Which was the innate system and the adaptive system that's it and about four months ago i was invited to give the distinguished lecture i was very honored to do that at the national science foundation because people know that i'm one of the leaders in precision medicine one of the leading guys in systems biology so i share that with you not to just pat myself on the back but someone like me is recognized even by the mainstream guys. They can't ignore me and they have a lot of respect for me. So I was asked to give the talk at the National Science Foundation. What I shared there was that this model of the immune system where you see a pathogen come in, your innate immune system is the parts of your immune system which are your eyes, your nose, your, uh, you know, your skin, where a pathogen first comes. And then in the old model, then after a while your adaptive immune system kicks in and it generates antibodies so if your innate immune system is like akin to infantry which goes and shoots everything um, the adaptive immune system is more targeted okay and what i shared at the national science foundation was this old model is actually very old it's around 50 to 100 years old the new model that i have put forward is that you have the microbiome which is a 60 trillion bacteria uh, in your in your gut the virome which with 380 trillion viruses the innate system the adaptive the interferons and in the neural system this is really a much more better model of the immune system so we have six trillion human cells 60 trillion bacteria 380 trillion viruses so why am i sharing this with everyone over and over and over again is because a mainstream media You know, be it CNN or Fox News, all these guys who want little eyeball actions, they never will talk about immune health. But as we're doing this educational process, you see some of the other people picking it up. They don't want to talk about immune health. The reason they don't want to talk about immune health is because their advertisers are all big pharma guys. If we started saying, hey, vitamin D and vitamin C and vitamin A, these are stuff you could get for pennies. They don't want you to talk about that. They want to make the problems very complicated and they have their army of big pharma trained victimized MDs always wanting a drug. Okay? They always want a drug. It's not cheeky to say, hey, how about you get some vitamin D and A and C or zinc. That's not cheeky because they can't really bill for that. Okay? They need to promote some uh, aspect as though they're the wizards who got their medical degree education and I'm not Attacking the MDs. They're part of the big pharma education. So what we want to talk about is this, right? The fact is you have 6 trillion human cells. You have 60 trillion bacteria, 380 trillion viruses. And the reason this is important is we are in a sea of germs. We have germs inside of us. We have germs all outside of us. Let me repeat that. We live in dirt. We live among germs. And this notion that, oh my god, this germ is gonna kill me and it's gonna destroy me, this is the big lie of big pharma. This is the big lie of the silence of big academia because they do not want to discuss this larger thing that we live in an amazing ecosystem of microbes, you know, viruses, and we're never gonna get rid of them. We're never gonna get rid of them. And the thought. That you're gonna vaccinate the hell out of everyone and that's not, and that's gonna solve the virus problem is total bullshit. It's a big lie and the news media is not talking about it. They will never have me on their mainstream media because it will go against their narrative to fear, fear, fear so they can promote Fauci and pharma. Fear, Fauci, pharma. That's what it's about. Fake science, fear, Fauci, pharma. But let's talk about some real science because that's what you deserve. And fortunately, um, I can share that with you first of all, as we've talked about viruses do not harm or kill us it's the overreaction from a weakened and dysfunctional immune system to the virus that hurts us and it's that dysfunctional immune system response is a result of under you know underlying pre-existing conditions and here's some of them obesity diabetes heart disease smoking immunocompromise and let's not forget the environment dirty air dirty water dirty food so in summary, if you look at most of the people who are dying out there, it's not healthy people. 90, 99% of them already have had other disease. They have an obesity issue, diabetes issue, immunocompromised, or the elderly as their immune systems go down. That is not being featured. Again, that's not being highlighted. I don't see Tucker Carlson talking about it. I don't see CNN talking about it. And Tucker, if you're listening, you probably will talk about it, but you won't put me on because you're so damn afraid of guys like me because you want to be a grifter. And it's really, really unfortunate because this message should be going out to tens of millions. In fact, Fox News, by the way, called us, wanted to have me on, and then they got scared back by their executives. A very nice woman who said, Shiva, my my mother saw your videos. I want you on. And then she was nixed. That's what goes on with mainstream media. I say shut off mainstream media. They don't deserve your eyeballs, period. It's really, really disgusting. But the bottom line is that it's an overreactive immune system. We got viruses all around. We're being attacked. But when your immune system is overreactive and dysfunctional, your body goes, attacks itself. That's what's actually going on, okay? So let's talk about that. Now, what I'm showing you here, you've heard the term cytokine storm, okay? So what is a cytokine storm? I'm I'm gonna walk you through this now and this is what's going on. What's going on is that your body has these multiple systems of, of the immune system. When you feed it properly through right nutrition, and again, nutrition isn't even talked about by Tucker Carlson or CNN or any of these guys, okay? Tucker Carlson will start getting really upset talking about something else, which he watches what I'm doing, but he, but maybe now he will, but he, they will never talk about nutrition, they will never talk about food, they will never talk about vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, and we can go down the zinc and all that, okay? Why won't they talk about it? Because it does not support their narrative, which is their buddies that they hang around with, their clubs, which are from Big Pharma. Now, what happens when you have a compromised immune system? So imagine you have six cylinders and only two are working. Well, while well, only two are working, those two will overreact. So in your body, you have the innate immune system, you have the interferon system, you have the adaptive system, you have your amazing gut microbiome, you have your neural system. Well, when all of these are working together, your body knows how to take a hit, come back strong, and get stronger. But if one of your immune systems, for example, your macrophages in your innate, innate system are shot up because you eat too much freaking sugar, Okay and it, and you have gliotoxins, which knocks out your macrophages as well as your T cells, now you're just reliant on what's called cytokines. So when a virus comes in, your own body not only tries to attack it, it overreacts and it unleashes cytokines. So this is a good diagram that represents that. So what you're seeing, because we're talking about acute respiratory distress here, your here you see your your, T, your activated T-cells, your activated macrophages, your activated neutrophils, your ep- these sub- and including your epithelial. All of these, these little black dots, unleash a cytokine storm, and that creates acute respiratory distress, okay? So what's going on is your own body is attacking your own body, okay? Now this doesn't occur to all of us if we have the right nutrients, but it occurs to those people who've destroyed their body, but as you age, your thyroid level functions go down. You don't have proper vitamin A. You're in the house. You don't get enough vitamin D. And what you create is you create this cytokine storm. And that cytokine storm starts attacking your own body. Certain viruses, because of their shedding, sometimes it goes attacks the endothelial, as I've talked about. And you start bleeding. Sometimes it goes attacks your epithelial. And you get fluid edema in the lungs. Okay? It manifests itself in different ways based on the individual based on the exogenous substance, but the bottom line is is it's an overreactive immune system. I hope that's clear, all right? Don't let anyone BS you anymore, bullshit you anymore, that these viruses, which are all around us, are what harms you, it's an overreactive immune system. So the issue is how do we beef up the immune system? How do we boost it, okay? So that's what we're gonna talk about. So I want you to see this carefully because this is sort of what the cytokine storm looks like, all right? Now, let's talk about this very interesting paper because I wanted to explain this to you called Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome. Now, when you get that cytokine storm, I'm looking in the lungs at one of your alveoli. So let me explain this. Your lungs, when I breathe in, right? When, you know, if you breathe in, what happens is you increase volume. And if you follow Boyle's Law, pressure times volume is a constant. As volume goes up, pressure comes down. Basic chemistry 101, 7th or 8th grade. If you didn't study it, I want to teach you again. PV, P1, V1 is equal to P2, V2. It's called Boyle's Law. All it means is that as volume increases, pressure comes down. So when I breathe in, volume increases, the pressure goes down in my lungs, and that's why low pressure air flows in. When you breathe out, volume decreases, pressure increases, and you go out. This is a process of inspiration and expiration okay when you breathe in air inside your lungs are these beautiful little sacs called alveoli 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 so you breathe in your air you're getting oxygen in and what are you trying to do you're trying to oxygenate your blood the blood comes from your heart the blood with co2 in it which means quote-unquote dirty blood and then you want to infuse it with oxygen So now you get oxygenated blood. And all of this is occurring in this beautiful structure called alveoli. Okay? So, what does that look like? So, here's the alveoli. Okay, I'm looking at one of them. Now, when an alveoli is under distress, this little, beautiful little bulb here, which is called the alveolus, gets filled with fluid. And, you know, when you have, uh, you know, a lung injury, This leads to lung, the endothelial and the epithelial with increased permeability. What what do I mean by that? This is your alveoli. This is the endothelial right here. This is your artery where it is bringing in beautiful, you know, I mean old blood and it's going to infuse it with oxygenated blood coming in here. Now, when this is under distress, as I mentioned, when you have this cytokine storm, when this takes place, look what happens this starts filling up with fluid that's coming in as 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 a narrative here says ali leads to lung endothelial epithelial injury increased permeability of the alveolar capillary barrier that means this capillary here this barrier breaks down and you start getting fluid in here and this by the way to people on instagram you can go see this on twitter etc and this permeability you have the activation of all these macrophages which is from your innate immune system and fundamentally what happens is you start having the cytokine storm in here and look what happens, you get fluid buildup, okay? And all sorts of chemical cytokine storms is taking place as I talked about here. So the cytokine storm is taking place in this little bulb and fundamentally what you have is your little beautiful alveolus is starting to fill with fluid, okay? So you're filled with fluid. Now if you catch it earlier on and people feel that, um, you know, that's why some people are being put on ventilators. Now, what does a ventilator do? Now, people who have healthy lungs, you know, you really have to wonder how much ventilation do you need? If you start pushing that in there, what are you doing here? You're going to start pushing air into a place that's already filled with fluid. So let's think about that. Let's apply basic, simple physics here. You're, you're, you're already filled with water and you're filling this with air. Well, you know what? You can cause more damage as a function of of, of the amount of air that flows and now this is an article that just came out you know and today a bridge between life and death most COVID-19 patients put on ventilators will not survive so let me talk about that all these ventilator companies are making a ton of money right now building ventilators so I want to talk about in my letter to President Trump I talked about four groups of people the healthy people who I said we should beef them up with some DNA Then we're talking about the immunocompromised, who I said we should give high-dosage DNA, vitamin D and vitamin A. And I talked about the people who are in critical condition. For them, I said we need to get them on vitamin C, high-critical. What I'm talking about is people who are really critical, okay? Where their lungs are filling up with that fluid. They're older people. And what we're doing is we're putting them on ventilators. Is that the right thing to do? you you saw one doctor who put out a very interesting video saying he's in the ER and he's seeing people basically they're turning blue they're basically suffocating guys they're suffocating these ventilators are suffocating those I'm not talking about the people whose lungs are okay and they're almost getting there I'm talking about the really critically ill people so article from mainstream media they're even admitting it right here what what the article says right here is that you know bridge between life and death. Most C O V I D patients put on ventilators will not survive. Why the hell are we putting them on ventilators? Well, here's what's happening. If you see this case here, you're starting to fill up right here with the the, the fluid from the cytokine storm. Now, if you, if they're in the early stage, you can put them on low ventilation, very low, okay? These are people who have uh, you know, reasonably healthy lungs. So you shouldn't be putting those ventilators on high motion and it'll help some clearing. But what we're doing is we're putting many of these people who are weakened on high ventilation. And look what it does here. It further increases right at the alveolus. So if the injured lung is ventilated with high tidal volumes, that's what they're doing to people. They don't know what to do because a cytokine storm is taking place there. You have a massive cytokine storm. And instead of addressing the fluid, think about what how stupid these people are because they don't understand physics. Again, MDs, nice people. They got the hospital administrators who are making money selling the ventilators. So they're telling to put these people who are, as a fluid is building up, I'll put them on ventilators. Am I saying ventilators are not the right thing to do? What I'm trying to say is, as if you, if, if it's low pressure, as people are in low conditions, not that critical, perhaps it could be valuable. But people who are very, very critically ill, whose lungs are really filling up, look what happens. This is what's occurring. And this is this is a wonderful paper that came out a couple years ago talking about this. It says if the injured lung is ventilated with high tidal volumes and high inflammation pressure, high stretch ventilation, then lung injuries exacerbated. <clears throat> with increased lung endothelial and epithelial injury. What that means is you get more breakage or you have more of the scarring taking place here, more of the macrophages. You're basically increasing the cytokine storm, okay? What you're doing is causing more damage. We're pummeling that, that beautiful little alveolus which is filling up with fluid. It's already injured and you're sending massive pressure in there when, it, when the volume has decreased so you're going to have more pressure and you're basically further injuring the lungs okay so just think about it. let's just step back okay you got your lung sacs filling up with liquid you're in critical condition it's already undergoing a cytokine storm so remember what the cytokine storm does is it's your own body starting to eat away at its own tissues not the virus it's not the virus it's your own body's cytokines because of the pre-existing conditions Now you have the cytokine storm and then you're pummeling it with high pressure air as the fluid is building up. It makes no sense. Here's the solution that, by the way, the solution I'm gonna talk about, anyone listening out there, President Trump, if you're listening, people listening out there, listen very carefully. If you have loved ones, this is about saving people's lives. I'm talking about that critical group. What do we do? Well, we don't surely wanna do this, right? We don't surely want to send more air in there. This is stupid, okay? And that's what that doctor was observing. Let me talk about vitamin C. Now, there have been hundreds and hundreds of papers, hundreds of papers written about the value of vitamin C. I'm not going to talk about the maintenance dose. I'm going to talk about how we should be using IV vitamin C right now in the ICUs, in those critical people, because as the USA News article said, most of them are going to die, you know what? IV vitamin C is safe. You drip it, and that's what we should do first. Okay? If these people are gone to that critical condition, give them vitamin C. IV vitamin C, even in the ICU dosage, it's already in the you know in the protocols. You know, fifteen to you know uh, thirty grams. You know, I proposed a much higher thing in that critical condition around 50 to 100. The one, what I told President Trump, we should go in the critical situation on 100 grams. We should be titrating it over a period of 24 hours. But what I want to share with you is what I'm, what I'm uh, presenting here is something that's well written in the literature. And I want to walk you through a couple of papers. Okay. Many, many papers. So here's a paper. Vitamin C may reduce the duration of mechanical ventilation in critically ill patients. A meta regression analysis, Journal of Intensive Care, okay? This came out um, you know, in 2020, okay? This just came out. So what we're talking about is the fact that a meta analysis where you're taking lots of research and it's clearly showing that vitamin C may reduce the duration of mechanical ventilation. The more we put people on that high pressure, the more cause for damage especially if a cytokine storm is taking place we need to address the cytokine storm again stupid people never want to address the core they want to always address the symptom they never want to address the core and this is so reprehensible that anthony fauci supposedly with a little md tag are not is not even talking about this that the ER doctors are seeing this they don't know what's going on because their hospital administrators or money makers want to sell ventilators 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 okay but as you can see right here right here it says vitamin C may reduce the duration of mechanical ventilation in critically ill patients a regression analysis let me give you another one vitamin C can shorten the length of stay in the ICU a meta-analysis a meta-analysis. Again, you won't see this from CNN. You're not going to see it from Tucker Carlson. Tucker may do it now because he needs eyeballs. And I'm I'm frankly a little bit uh, not only upset in a critical condition like this, in a situation none of the academics are saying anything about this. No one, no one is talking about for the critically ill that let's help them right now in the ICUs. And again, these, this is not my great ideas. This has been talked about in the literature. The issue is why isn't it out there? Vitamin C, again, can shorten the length of stay in the ICU meta-analysis. Here's another one, vitamin C supplementation in the critically ill. And if you can see the conclusion here, if I can read it to you, it says, the administration of intravenous vitamin C may lead to vasopressor sparring effects and reduce need for mechanical ventilation in the critically ill without affecting overall mortality. However, these results should be interpreted in light of limitation of the primary literature and should serve as a preview of upcoming trials in the area. So this one is even being very, very, you know, conservative in a major journal. Clearly, it can help reduce the amount of high-pressure ventilation. Cytokine storms taking place, you do more high pressure ventilation, you're gonna damage the lungs. So vitamin C at minimum can help reduce the amount of that ventilation, mass ventilation, that pressure that we're putting on the arteries, uh, on the alveoli. Now, I wanna share this very interesting article. This comes from a mainstream journal, which is Pharma, okay, the Journal of the American Medical Association. They're always pro-pharma, they're funded by pharma, they're owned by pharma, even JAMA, okay? Even the Journal of American Medicine, it says the effect of vitamin C infusion on organ failure, on organ failure, on organ failure, and biomarkers of inflammation and vascular injury in patients with sepsis and severe acute respiratory failure. That's what we're talking about. And what I want to walk you through is even in this article, where, by the way, um, let me just show this example here. I want to show if I can take this away for a second and I'll bring this back up. And I'll put that in you can see even in this paper they showed in the placebo and below here vitamin C was nearly about a 20% reduction in terms of really helping uh, the uh, the the respiratory issues so this is placebo this is vitamin C more importantly let me put this back in so I can present this again they this is a conservative journal they even acknowledge They said vitamin C compared with placebo is associated with a significant reduction in 28-day all-cause mortality and with significant increased ICU-free days to 28-day and hospital-free days to 60 days, okay? Now, this paper, but said we need to do more studies. It's not conclusive. And that's what you would expect from the mainstream media journals. But the point is they agreed that it can reduce the ICU stays. And after this paper was done, one of the uh, Another set of leading researchers really exposed, even in that paper, how they try to play with statistics because if you actually looked at the real data, you would find out that it was quite profound. But the reason I wanted to share with you, even on the negative side, even the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is pro pharma, even acknowledged that vitamin C can have massive, massive effects. Now, why does this work? Let's talk about why so you can get educated on why vitamin C is powerful, okay? First of all, vitamin C is beneficial for these two really main, three reasons, but I I put it into two categories. First, it inhibits the cytokine storm through immunomodulation and antioxidant anti-inflammatory activity. And it is also antiviral. It disrupts viral replication. So let me explain that. So we got all that cytokine storm, again, taking place. People are immunocompromised. So now you have people in the critical condition They didn't bother to eat well they you know they didn't get enough sunshine you know they're older they're declining they have uh pre-existing conditions so now they're in the icu why does vitamin c work well first of all it's going to reduce that cytokine storm everyone getting it we need to reduce the cytokine storm that's what we need to do and there's two ways we can do that that vitamin c helps to do that it modulates you know it's like shock absorbers it modulates the immune system okay it's going to modulate that immune system. Second, it is going to, vitamin C is a powerful antioxidant because when the cytokine storm is taking place, there's massive amounts of oxidative, you know, ROS, reactive oxygen species. There's massive amounts of inflammation taking place. That's what we need to attack. We need to take that on so we reduce the fluid, okay? Basic, 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 you know, common sense. You got. This bubble, this this balloon filling up with water, we need to get rid of the water. We need to drain the water. We do that with immunomodulation, which means fight the cytokine storm, and we do that with antioxidant and anti-inflammatory activity. Vitamin C, but you gotta give it in high dosage. So it has a therapeutic and pharmaceutical type effect. The other thing is vitamin C is antiviral. It'll actually disrupt viral replication. So when we actually ran this through, you know, our process with Cytosol, by the way, a, a big pitch for Cytosol here. Cytosol is an amazing technology I've talked about. It's something I invented. You know, I invented many other things besides email, uh, echo mail. You can go read it on vashiva.com. But Cytosol is one of my proud and inventions as much as email because we literally are able to interconnect molecular systems we have a methodology to go down to the molecular level and we can also use this technology to educate you as I'm doing today because I want everyone to actually learn because you're not going to get this from big pharma you're not going to get this from the mainstream media so what do I mean so there's two big things it inhibits the cytokine storm and it really supports antiviral activity so how does it do that So I'm gonna walk you through this. So first of all, vitamin C is immunomodulation of the cytokine storm, and it kills overactive immune cells. So you get it? So you have all these immune cells which are highly, highly overactive. It's basically someone gone crazy, and you gotta take them out. That's what happens when a cytokine storm is taking place, and that's why the lungs start filling up with edema. So what we can do here, right here, what we can see here, is that vitamin C, high dosage goes in, and through a series of pathways here, it, it actually, in a very ironic way, creates reactive oxygen species. It creates a oxidative environment and this oxidative environment goes and knocks off what's called GAPDH. So on the right here, what happens is immune cells are overreactive. That's what happens when you have a cytokine storm. Your own immune cells start getting angry with you, okay? So they get overreactive. And in this case, this chemical, GAPDH, it's overexpressed. There's too much of it. And what vitamin C does through this process in the immune cell, it starts inhibiting GAPDH. And the loss of GAPDH leads to suppression of the activated immune cells that are responsible for creating the cytokine storm and eventually sepsis. So, what sepsis is, where you start having this infection, your own body's eating away itself. So your own immune cells are going crazy, they're angry. So what vitamin C does, it goes in and it creates reactive oxygen species, which are essentially, uh, think about it as a whole chemical warfare to go stop, the uh, lower this GAPDH, which is overexpressed in active immune cells, overactive immune cells. So you're basically using vitamin C to calm down your immune cells. I repeat that again. Your vitamin C is modulating like a nice shock absorber and modulating things down. But you got to give it in high dosage. We should be giving this immediately to those people who are in critical care. And I hope President Trump is listening to this. And all you doctors out there who I know you care know this: what I'm saying is true. And you should be fighting for this for those patients if you want to save their lives. Basic molecular systems understanding, which comes from biological engineers like ourselves who actually go in there and see this as an engineering system. We're not here to sell pharmaceutical drugs if this, do this, if this, put them on a ventilator. No, we gotta understand the physics here. So that's step one. The next thing I wanna talk about is vitamin C's also powerful antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. What does that mean? So look on the right here. You have the infected epithelial cells, which are the cells on the surface of the alveolus, You have the innate immune cells. All of these cells, when they're overreactive, start putting out these inflammatory cytokines right here. And these inflammatory cytokines over here create the cytokine storm, which results in acute respiratory distress, and you get the disease. Well, vitamin C literally comes and blocks us. Well, how does it do this? Well, vitamin C is a potent antioxidant, and it scavenges all those virus-induced Uh, free radicals as well as restoring other cellular antioxidants and then vitamin c also inhibits the activation if you want to know some chemistry what's called nf kappa beta nuclear factor kappa beta a major nuclear transcription factor that's involved in the release of numerous pro-inflammatory cytokines so what vitamin c is doing is first of all it knocks down those pro-inflammatory the things that are causing the fire it knocks them down because it's a very, very powerful anti-inflammatory and it's an antioxidant, okay? It's it's serving to gobble up all those free radicals, okay? So the immunomodulation, you're modulating the immune system, you're knocking out free radicals, and you're also uh, inhibiting the activation of these pro-inflammatory cytokines, okay? That's what vitamin C should be doing. We need to be giving this IV, you know, even if we... Don't go, what I'm talking about, 100 grams, even the 50, 15 to 30 grams, you know, every six hours. Very, very beneficial. We should be doing this right now for those patients, particularly the critically ill. Again, the USA News article is saying that they're going to die anyway. So let's give it to those people right away. So that's vitamin C, okay? I hope that helps. And a couple of other points that you want to take away is, Vitamin C has an antiviral activity, okay? If you look at this diagram here, here's a cell surface. The virus comes in, it attaches to the ACE2 receptor. We're talking about coronavirus. So when you talk about the coronavirus, the coronavirus, to, to give you some basic understanding here, you have the, the, the cell surface. The coronavirus lands on it, like a lunar lander. It lands and it connects to what's called the AC2E module. It tries to stick in there and then it tries to get into the cell, but it attaches to the ACE2 receptor. So in the case of vitamin C, um, what it does as we'll see here, vitamin C um, blocks so once the once once it gets in, the now you see right here on the left side to the left of vitamin C, we're seeing that the that the Uh, Viruses inside your cell then it starts replicating this little green thing right here in, in these blue areas your ribosome starts Replicating itself right into here and then what it's doing is vitamin C stops this RNA Replication so it stops that that's one thing so it stops the nucleic acid replication then if it makes it past this it starts Replicating it starts assembling the virus into here. Well guess what vitamin C stops that it inhibits the virus assembly And then it inhibits the virus particle getting out and replicating itself. This is quite powerful. It's an antiviral activity. So vitamin C works in three ways. It inhibits the nuclear acid replication process. It inhibits the viral viral virus assembly here. And it inhibits the virus particle transport. So think about that. (laughs) Vitamin C is amazing. It's freaking amazing. It has antiviral activity. And this is not something that is sort of weird that only the vitamin people take and only the vitamin supplements people. This has been known for many, many years. And the fact that Anthony Fauci, the fact that people advising the president are not talking about this is frankly criminal because there are people dying right now which they claim they want to help, but they seem like they're more into quarantining us, flattening the stupid curve not helping those people that are ill. and they got all the idiots out there flattening the curve, flattening the curve, flattening the curve. Okay, flatten the curve. But what about those people who are dying right now? Why don't we hit them with IV vitamin C? IV vitamin C, as, you know as I shared here, just to summarize, you know it has three different activities here. It inhibits the cytokine storm through immunomodulation, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory activity, and it's antiviral. It disrupts a viral replication disrupts it by taking on gapdh it is anti-inflammatory it stops the cytokine storm by taking away uh, the oxidizing agents or reactive oxygen species and it takes out nf kappa beta and inhibits the activation and then finally it's got antiviral activity it stops this entire viral replication process and by the way here's some other important things you know it increases cellular immunity right uh, of your white blood cells, neutrophils. It increases humoral activity of your B cells and the antibodies in your adaptive immune system. It increases antiviral properties in your interferon system. It increases energy by providing necessary electrons for the movement of your mitochondria. It limits the main source of fuel of pathogenic organisms, sugar, when provided in pharma, when provided in those high dosage and it maintains structural integrity of your cells by collagen formation. So think about this. Vitamin C is like an amazing, powerful weaponry. Much better than any pharmaceutical drug at this point for those critically ill patients. Meanwhile, we have a bunch of hospital administrators forcing everyone on ventilators. So just think about that. What's going on to this country right now and to people who are critically ill. Yet, IV vitamin C, cheap. And the problem is, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a medical doctor. Well, we gotta give drugs, you know, hydrochloric quinine. Yeah, okay, we're going to talk about that shortly. But they don't want to talk about vitamin D, A, and C. They've been so brainwashed. MDs are so brainwashed with big pharma. They're frankly become stupid. It's absolutely insane that we're not in critical care giving people IV vitamin C. So that's one of the things I proposed in the letter to President Trump. I tweeted it to him because God knows all the idiots that surround him, if they're even going to open it up and give it to him. So we tweeted it at him. So President Trump, if you're listening to this, you've got to help people by recognizing that it's IV vitamin C for the critically ill. Let's start saving lives. That's why the title of this is Saving Lives. Let's talk about topic number two. Let's talk about vitamin D and A. Okay, now let's move to, because I want to have the discussion of hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Let's talk about that. Now, people are saying, let's give hydroxychloroquine. By the way, hydroxychloroquine is going to do nothing for people who are critically ill and putting them on ventilators is going to do nothing. That's, let's say, you know, the, the highly critical group. Now you have people who have, who you think are asymptomatic. You have a family member who's got it. Someone's got it. So, the notion is you give uh, hydroxychloroquine, uh, uh, chloroquine, you know, earlier, okay, as a prophylactic. And I'm going to show it to you that it has some benefits and it has side effects. But before I go there, if you want to prevent yourself from being attacked by the virus, you want to shield your family and your loved ones so they don't go into that critical condition, there's two things you can take right now, which I also put in the letter to the president. Which was let's take people who have COVID-19, who've tested positive for that. Let's take people who are immunocompromised, which is the next group. Let's take people who are healthy. Now, the first two groups—people who have COVID-19 or in, in their family area, or people immunocompromised—high dosage vitamin D. You got to give a big shot of it, uh, uh, 50,000 IU for two days and or 400,000 IU of vitamin A. By the way, these are pediatric doses. People say, "Oh my god, that's high." Go read the literature. If you don't believe me, it's been there 80,000 papers written on vitamin D, tens of thousands of papers written on vitamin A. So what what can why is vitamin D and A good? I've talked about this if you go to the videos at Truth Freedom and Health, you can go and go through the details, but let me just review. Vitamin D is antimicrobial. Vitamin D is like the musket. It produces bullets called cathelicidins, which literally take out and disrupt the walls of the bacteria and disrupt the walls of you know, uh, uh, viruses, etc. They lyse them. They break them up. That's what vitamin D can do in one massive shot. If you take it regularly, it has even better effect. Vitamin A builds the beautiful walls, the cytokeratin walls, so the viruses can't even enter okay this is something that's a prophylactic it supports you it's a preventative okay so how does that work let's go into it and study the again the chemistry again the biology again the science okay so you have your alveoli here this is the epithelial these are the alveolar macrophages and here are these little viruses swimming around here to the left of tnf so what happens well your macrophages There are two kinds, the anti-inflammatory and the pro-inflammatory. The pro-inflammatory would get kicked in when you're attacked by a virus. And what those macrophages have the ability to do in the presence of vitamin D is they create these particles called CAMPS, cathelicidin antimicrobial particles. These are antimicrobial peptides that are evolutionarily conserved. They're the oldest mechanism of action towards microbial pathogens, and, and, and they involve pathogen cell disruption of the bacteria and viruses so what do i mean by that these you get vitamin d hopefully if you get it from the sun the uvb radiation your body takes that sun and it creates vitamin d then that vitamin d is like your gun okay the vitamin d goes through a series of processes and it creates its bullets called cathelicidins, which literally disrupt the cell membrane and these cathelicidins go back for. Th- Millennia. They've been around. They're like the, one of the oldest antimicrobials. And again, unfortunately, the poor, poor, poor victimized MDs of big pharma don't even know this. And I have a lot of friends of that. Vitamin D, they scratch their heads. That's too simple of a solution. Vitamin D is a hormone. It affects so many processes. They're always looking for a freaking drug. It's so sad. These guys who pay a lot of money to go get all that training don't even know the power of vitamin D. And it's one of the most important things that's antimicrobial. By the way, when, frankly, stupid, fake science Anthony Fauci is talking about flattening the curve, you know what's really going to happen? When the sun comes out and we start getting vitamin D, we're going to see this go away. And they're going to say, oh, it's because we flattened the curve. We washed hands and social distancing. That's what they'll give it to. They're going to give it to that not because of vitamin d and this is what how fake science starts because they don't want to focus on actual simple solutions because that means no more money for fauci no more money for his friends at mit harvard all these people who get funding well imagine we said vitamin d works where's all their funding it's all gone that's what we're talking about these guys do not want simple solutions they want you know, complicated solutions. That's why they need their little white jackets and their little stethoscope and their bow ties because they got to create this wizardry. When there's no wizardry, you're looking at a simple engineer, got a bunch of degrees at MIT, but I'm a working class guy, you know, no, no different than a plumber or electrician. When I look at this problem, and when you look at this with common sense, what comes out of here is very simple. Vitamin C, Stop the cytokine storm, okay? Vitamin C, stop the cytokine storm. Vitamin D, let's take out, it's an antimicrobial, okay? So how does that work? Okay, and we'll talk about vitamin A, protects your layer. So what does vitamin uh, D do? Well, here's, again, here's the mechanisms. This is what we do at Cytosol. We study mechanisms. Here's a cell wall. Here's vitamin D coming in. That's what this chemical here is. D3, by the way, if you're going to get it, get calciferol. It comes in, you know, innervates your nuclear membrane, and guess what? Your body then produces VDRs, you know, vitamin D receptors, and this process then produces these little little circles over here called cAMPs, cathelicidin antimicrobial peptides. These things. So here you have. We're looking at HIV virus. What happens is your body will, your 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 immune cells will suck in that virus into these phagosomes, but without these cathelicidins, you're not able to go and capture them, and then lice them, and take them out. So let me show you here. This was a very nice paper that came out. And what it shows is, this is a paper that just came out. In fact, uh, March 2019, one year ago. Look what it says. Almost all cathelicetins show in simple media direct antimicrobial activity against many different bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites. And by the way, these are these cathelicetins molecules. This is in pig. This is in chicken, and this is in humans, LL-37. And you can see here that right here, that the bacteria, uh, as you give more and more CMPs, look what happens, it kills bacteria, but it also does the same thing to viruses. By the way, those people on Instagram, when we end, I'll restart it again, so please come back about 142. Instagram has this problem that it only lets you go for an hour, so I'll restart it right when this ends. Now, what does happens is cathelicidins, literally attack a bacteria and these cathelicidins see these little uh triangular red things these are things that literally go around the bacterial membrane or the viral membrane and they literally break it up they destroy the virus uh, or the bacterial membrane they're like bullets and i'll show you another example here this is a control this left column and we're looking at different types of cathelicidins effects in pig in in chicken and over here on humans and what you see here is quite fascinating. I'm looking at the humans. Here's a beautiful bacteria that's preserved, and here you can see it's being disrupted. Same here in another case, that literally the cathalocines go blow up and disrupt the bacteria. So, so so bottom line, again, this is not my work. You know, uh what I'm a systems guy, I put together and connect the dots with tools like Cytosolve. What we're seeing here is that vitamin d is a powerful antimicrobial but it has many many other effects okay i don't want to just limit it to that but bottom line what vitamin d is doing is it's protecting you it's so when people have in critical condition or if you're with people who are hurt or or they're infectious please take vitamin d if you don't believe me go read the papers i'm going to do it for myself it's up to you if you do it for for yourself i take anywhere between five to ten thousand ius but those people are surrounded by infection or have COVID-19, take high dosage, as I've written to the president, if you wanna review it. One second, I'm gonna really start this up again. And I'm gonna go live again. There we go. People will be coming back on Instagram. So that's, that's how vitamin D works. Now, let's go on to vitamin C, okay? I mean, vitamin A. Vitamin A, as you age, as you age, one of the things that happens is your thyroid level goes down, you get less vitamin A because your body's uh, not able to convert those beautiful green vegetables, those carotenoids, into vitamin A. Vitamin A, as also recommended to the President of the United States, that we should give high dosage vitamin A, about 400,000 IU for two days, about 50,000 IU of vitamin D for two days for people who, again, as a prophylactic, if you're surrounded by people have it and you want to protect yourself or you take the you know the regimented dosages if you're a healthy person and what vitamin A does it literally produces these beautiful walls as I show you here so here's your cells in green look at those beautiful red you know walls so these are cytokeratins okay very much like vitamin C supports it the vitamin A does it even more directly okay vitamin A literally is beautifully encasing your cells protecting them why is that important well that's like putting on some armor around yourself to, so the the virus particles can't even get in they can't even connect to those receptors that's why this is important it's really really important to understand the power of A and D as a preventative as well as a curative uh, measure for you for your people are under stress okay so there you go vitamin D and A now having given that let's talk about hydroxychloroquine okay everyone ready Everyone ready for hydroxychloroquine? If you want to tweet everyone that hydroxychloroquine is coming, you may want to let them know that. Okay, let's talk about hydroxychloroquine. Everyone's heard about this, but what is it? Okay, so hydroxychloroquine. You know, by the way, it's preventative. Um, there's a number of people saying it, um, and there's some seems to be some very. Positive, beneficial effects of it, giving it way earlier on. Again, we've talked about the critically ill. Forget hydroxychloroquine there. you got to hit them with the vitamin C IV. But now we're talking about people who think they're going to get it as a preventative. So what people have said is, hey, let's give people hydroxychloroquine as a measure. President Trump has said this. And so I want to have an objective view of this, okay? Um, And what you see here is, in fact, the Indian Council of Medical Research recommended all healthcare workers those who are involved in the care of suspected confirmed cases of COVID-19 take around 400 milligrams twice a day uh, on day one, followed by 400 milligrams once weekly for the next seven weeks to be taken with meals. And they also said asymptomatic households, which means people are not showing the symptoms, uh, uh, household contacts of laboratory confirmed cases may be prescribed 400 milligrams twice a day on day one, followed by 400 milligrams once weekly for the next three weeks to be taken with meals. So what this is saying is that if you are a medical worker and you're interacting with people who may have it, if um, you went to a lab, you know, you went to visit someone, that this could be protective for you. So what is hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine and how does it work? So I want to educate you on this because again, the media does jack about this. They don't really, they either take Fauci's positions or they want to promote, so very few people want to promote Trump's position, but. Um, or they promote it. Some people do. Some of the grifters will support it, right? The people on Fox or CNN, they'll support it without really understanding why. But it's important that we go back to basic science. This is not a left or right issue. This is about life and death. It's not left or right. It's not Republican or Democrat. So let's talk about that. So what are we talking about here? So let me go back to the slides here. So what are we talking about? So here, what we're talking about is, um, let me uh, take you a closer look here. If you look at the cell wall here, that's what we're looking at. So we're looking at a wall, and as I've shared before, this little orange substance here is called the ACE2 receptor. Well, guess what? The, the virus, the way it enters the cell, is it's gotta, so if the ACE2 receptor is here is like a, a glove, it's gotta come in and lock into it, okay? So here's a virus particle, it, it locks in, and in order for, for it to lock in, it's gotta go through a process called gly, glycosylation. Okay? Glycosylation. I'm not going to get into what that process, but in order for this to occur, glycosylation has to take place at the AC2 receptor. It's a chemical process um, where glycoproteins go through a metabolic process, but it's a glycosylation. So in order for the virus here to, this is your cell surface, to stick into that AC2 receptor, it's got to go through the process of glycosylation. Well guess what hydroxychloroquine does? from the from the mechanistic analysis that we've been able to understand it inhibits virus entry so that's a good thing so it literally blocks this virus particle from interacting with the ACE2 receptor and that's where we talk about the inhibition of the glycosyl, glycosylation of ACE2 receptor and these spike proteins and it's an inhibition of the virus particle binding to the ACE2 receptor there's a spelling mistake there and it's reduced virus entry so what you're doing is one part is you're stopping that virus particle from coming in to the, cell, to the cell. Okay, that's a good thing, very good thing. Okay, now the other thing that that the uh, that the hydroxychloroquine does, it also inhibits viral replication. Okay, so remember when I shared with you, vitamin C inhibits viral replication. So does hydroxychloroquine. That's a good thing. And how does it do it? Again, the same diagram here. You can see that hydroxychloroquine here stops the RNA replication right here. So as the virus comes in, it puts out its nucleic acid and it starts replicating. Boom, it stops it there. It also stops the inhibition of the virus assembly so this rna has got to go into the you know into the part into the into the virus shell that's emerging it stops that and it also stops the, the the virus particle transport it it blocks all these three things that's amazing so hydroxychloroquine stops the virus particle or reduces the virus entry and it stops the replication process in three ways but those three ways are the ways that also vitamin c works okay so one of the important principles that medical doctors are supposed to learn we in engineering learn it when you build something you want to make sure you don't blow up people you want to make sure you don't hurt people in medicine it's called do no harm so you have here what I've talked about vitamin DNA as a prophylactic as a preventative it can also be used in in those intense conditions where someone is being infected very very powerful and for critical care people the vitamin C but now we're, let's weigh, okay, you've been exposed to someone or you think you may have it as a prophylactic. The goal is hydroxychloroquine is being promoted. I'm here to tell you that you can have the same opportunity with vitamin D and A. Vitamin D and A, remember, vitamin D is an antimicrobial. It stops that replication process. It blows up the cells with the cathelicidins. I'm sorry, vitamin D. And vitamin A, it protects you with those beautiful cytokeratin uh, uh, armor, okay? So the cytokeratin armor is protecting you from vitamin A coming through and then vitamin D is taking out those back, back, uh, uh, the walls of the disrupts the cell membranes. So what do you choose? Do you go vitamin D and A or do you choose hydroxychloroquine? And by the way, hydroxychloroquine appears to work even better with zinc because zinc also stopped that viral replication. So the one way to look at it is um, by the way, hydroxychloroquine. Another important feature is also inhibits a cytokine storm. So remember, I shared with you here the epithelial cells. Let me go back to the PowerPoint here. It epithelial cells and the infected cells are creating a cytokine storm. Well, hydroxychloroquine um, it has the inhibition of the inflammatory cytokines. For example, TNF alpha. It disrupts the cellular iron homeostasis. It inhibits TNF-alpha mRNA expression. It, hit, it, it starts, it stops the inhibition. I mean, it's inhibition of the pre-translational stage. And it's an inhibition at the post-translational stage. And basically, it attenuates the inflammatory response, thereby, thereby controlling the cytokine storm. So again, another powerful aspect of hydroxychloroquine, it stops the cytokine storm, okay? And as I shared with you, that's very similar to what you know, vitamin D also and um, vitamin C helps do. Vitamin C helps stop the uh, cytokine storm um, and hydroxychloroquine does that, okay? So what are you gonna do? Do you take your vitamin D, A, and C in a prophylactic or do you take hydroxychloroquine, particularly for those people that the Indian government has recommended, those healthcare workers? And, and here's the problem, okay? Here's the problem. Hydroxychloroquine does have side effects and you can li- list them, okay? It's got a number of them, as I'm putting here, one to 33, from diary, simple diarrhea to headaches, all the way to low loss of hearing, to stomach pain, uh, you know, swelling of the feet and lungs, and it goes on. Okay, um, these are documented throughout the literature: yellow eyes or skin, nightmares, nervousness, irritability, unusual behavior, unconsciousness, so on. So look, everyone knows that I have a deep, deep regard for the president of the United States. He's been a disruptor against both parties, against the establishment. I've spent a lot of time and all of we have, we, we have the campaign called Fire Fauci. By the way, nearly 30 000 to 40,000 people have now signed up there. And nearly there's about a uh, thousand MDs which have signed up. It's quite extraordinary. People are understanding that we have the agent of a uh, big pharma, big vaccine, you know, uh, the WHO, CDC, the the whatever the top-down model of the the Chinese want to do. That's Fauci. I think we understand that as a clear, obvious establishment. But as I've shared in many of my talks, next to the establishment, we also have the not-so-obvious establishment around Trump are also running around a lot of the pharma guys. Remember, pharma is failing. They're not doing well. Their big goal is mandated vaccines, big profit because they can't get sued, but they still want to get their drugs through. Okay? So I have to with all due respect, because I'm a scientist, because I believe in do no harm, have to share both sides. So what you look at is I've shared the very powerful, very powerful things that hydroxychloroquine can do, no doubt about it. It inhibits virus entry, it inhibits viral replication, and it inhib- inhibits a cytokine storm. However, what we need to understand is that it has nearly a, a 61 side effects. And just to give you this analysis, you can see that Sanofi stock was crashing, okay? By the way, Sanofi, hydroxychloroquine is a generic, no different than ibuprofen is, but we all know that a lot of people go like to buy the Advil, right? Because it has that brand equity. So yeah, from a marketing standpoint, we could say, oh yeah, it's a generic, I can go get it anywhere, ibuprofen, but people still trust the brand. The brand has a lot of value. Well, in the case of Sanofi, which is a French company, you know, Plaquenil, Plaquenil is their brand version of hydroxychloroquine. And look at what happened right after Trump announced their stock, which was in the ta- which was tanking here, you know, nearly to 70, has in fact got almost a 30%, 20 to 30% boost here, okay? So what's the summary here? In summary, and we'll may- maybe we'll take some questions, is that vitamin C for critically ill, no side effects. Vitamin DNA, preventative and supportive, no side effects. If we go to hydroxychloroquine, it's preventative, take it with zinc, but it has around 61 side effects. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I wanted to share with you. The bottom line is, you know, we really have to consider, you know, yes, this has effects, but do we want to, do we want to swim with Big Pharma? Again, do we want to let them get in or do we want to use this opportunity to start educating all of ourselves, vitamin C, a vitamin vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamins. And if there's one thing you take away from this, for those in critical care, please recognize those are highly critically ill people, whether it's coronavirus or whatever, but their lungs are filling up with water, edema, and you're putting more and more air in there without addressing the core issue, which is a cytokine storm. With IV drip, vitamin C, it's absolutely criminal. That's why that doctor who put out a video, he's saying, this is not helping and he's absolutely right we're actually asphyxiating these people we're drowning them that's what we're doing number two you have two choices now you can take the drug which sanofi can make a lot of money from from their brand yes it's a generic right it has 61 side effects or what about vitamin dna that's the choice but i want to give you this choice and i once again want to tell the president of the united states that I'm here to help you. I'm here to share all this knowledge, which we're doing directly. And the mainstream media is not going to do this because they're followers. They have their interest in big pharma to the extent they'll watch my videos, see how many hits they got. Then Tucker Carlson may carry it because it helps him act like though he cares for people. He's He's a master grifter. That's what Tucker is. He had many opportunities to support me even during my election campaign, but he frankly pussied out because he got hit with other issues. And, but it's time that I don't really rely on the mainstream media. Neither should you. But what I want to share with you is that we have a choice. Okay? We have a choice here. That we can go the big pharma route or big vaccine route. That's what Fauci is. But remember, the pharma sharks around there. Hydroxychloroquine. Yes, it does some important things. But t- so does vitamin D, A, and C. Okay? But we've been imbued by... Are victimized MDs, oh, oh, it's got to have a long name, hydroxychloroquine, oh, yeah, then it's a medicine, like my friend, oh, don't say anything against it. Look, I have to tell the truth, right? That's what we're doing here, and this is based on science. This is based on a mechanistic understanding of what's going on at the molecular systems level. All right, I'm going to take questions, if we have any. Let me see what we got here. Um uh, Uh, Shiva wants you to moderate comments. Uh, Tap or swipe. Dr. Shiva, you're in a class above them. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. Okay, let me see what I got on YouTube here, if I can see. Everyone, let me go here. I'm sort of a one-man show here, if that's okay. Uh, What is IG live? Free speech. Oops. I guess we've we get any people here. Save free speech. In full bloom. Oops, I never, sorry about this, guys. I feel really bad. I never I never went live on YouTube. I'm so terribly sorry. Everyone listening on YouTube, I'm so sorry. If you want to see this, please go to Twitter VA underscore Shiva. I forgot to stop start my stream on YouTube. I'm really, really sorry. Terribly sorry. If you guys want to go, please go on either Facebook or or go on to Instagram or go on to VA underscore Shiva. I'm very, very sorry about that. Um, all right. Jen, is there any questions you want to send me? Jen uh, Bennett, any other questions we got here? Let's see over here. We're restreaming here. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we have uh, a lot of questions coming in here on Periscope, but what I'm going to do in the interest of time, because I have to take another, uh, let me see what's up on here on Instagram. Taking vitamin D supplements is dose of 10,000 IU sufficient. Can you explain why the vet treatment is not what the vet, uh, alternative is? Um, how can we help uh, you reach POTUS? Okay, so let me answer some questions here. First of all. Um, One of the things I I would be remiss in if I didn't mention this, um, one of the key ways I think everyone can help yourselves um, is that, first of all, uh, I am running for US Senate, as people know, let me go back here. And one of the important ways people can help right now, wherever you are, is that you can go to my website, tell people in Massachusetts, we need to get thousands of signatures to get on the ballot. Have them go to my website, shivaforsenate.com, shivaforsenate, numeral four, go down here and if they click on this button, people in Massachusetts, because of the coronavirus, it's very hard to collect signatures. So we're gonna be spending a lot of money, a lot of postage, where people can fill out this form. It says, get Shiva on the ballot. First name, last name, their email, their phone, their address, and if they do this, we will send them out the nomination papers with envelopes so they can then follow these instructions and they can submit the nomination papers. So everyone listening, do that. The other thing people can do to help yourself and our campaign. If you go to donate right here, oops, I didn't transition. Sorry, guys. Let me go back here. But um, if you go here again, let me repeat this. If everyone goes to our website, if you click on the button right here and you scroll down, it says signature to click here. If you click here, tell your friends in Massachusetts, tell your friends wherever they are. You know, If they're not in Massachusetts, if they're, um, I mean, if you're outside, tell your friends in Massachusetts to go to this page Fill out their name, their email, their phone, and we will send to them literally a nomination form. It costs us almost three, four bucks to do this, but they can fill it out and they can submit it. So everyone do this right now. We need thousands of people filling this out, okay? Right here on the front page, click this. The other thing people can do is donate to our campaign. We need money, you know, to win. But most importantly, when you give me money... I give you something, knowledge, which is if you donate 25 or more, um, if you so if you click 25 or more, one of the thing that happens is you get this great book called System and Revolution, and an amazing application I built called Your Body Your System. And what Your Body Your System lets you do, it lets you use a whole new methodology I've built from engineering systems theory to understand your body as a system. This is called transport, conversion, and storage, where your body is. Then you have the ability to understand how your body has is in dysfunction which is what we call disease and how foods uh, supplements and these things can help you bring you back into alignment so what I want to share with you is please go do those two things support our campaign right now Shiva for Senate and also make sure that you tell your friends in Massachusetts that Dr. Shiva needs to get on the ballot please click we will mail you stuff so when you give us money we're not only giving you books and software tools to help you understand the body of the system, but we're using that for postage because it's almost, we have to send them a mailer, then they have to submit it to their town hall, and then we have to then get it from them. So it's a a complex process, but this is the only way we can do it right now when the coronavirus is uh, taking place. All right. Any other questions we have here? Oh, ventilators. So people, a bunch of questions on ventilators. So remember, if someone's critically ill, the immediate solution is you take these ventilators and they do the work of their intercostal muscles to help breathe. Well, most of the people, um, it's not like um, uh, their intercostal muscles aren't working, but they have fluid, they basically have fluid in their, in their lungs, in their alveoli because of the cytokine storm. So in closing, please, at least, for God's sake, if you want to save lives, if there's one message here go help those people go advise the doctors go tell their families if they're people are in critical care and they stop putting them on ventilators you just saw on that uh, you just saw in that article in u.s news and world report this just came out today that people are going to essentially uh, die the people aren't making it from these ventilators you know who's uh, doing well the ventilator companies okay the ventilator companies are making all the money and the hospital administrators are getting kickbacks on it. it's a whole nother discussion, but the ventilators are not helping those people who are critically critically ill. So while Andrew Cuomo is talking about ventilators and Gavin Newsom is talking about ventilators, two people who are frankly idiots who know nothing about medicine, and they basically, you know, their their model is um, essentially the lobbyists support the lawyer lobbyists. You know how much funding will they get from those ventilator companies? But the bottom line is it's not the ventilators. What we need to really think about is their lungs are being filled up with fluid. It's critical situations those people can massively benefit from IV vitamin C. And again, you know, let me share this again with you so we, we understand what we're talking about here. This is a report right in US News and World Report. Most COVID patients put on ventilators will not survive. They can survive. We can give them a a really, really good shot with all the research that's been done if we give them IV vitamin C. Okay? All right. In the interest of time, I want to wish everyone a um, a wonderful evening. If you want me to do anything else, uh, uh, please, uh, I'll be talking more about a couple of other uh, protocols. We'll be going into zinc and a couple of other things tomorrow, um, uh, this evening or tomorrow evening, I'm planning on having a bunch of doctors with us, okay? Uh, depending on how I, f- I feel it's been, as many of you know, I have to do my science. I'm running a federal election campaign in the midst of fighting, you know, the deep staters here, three lawyer lobbies who do not want to get me on the ballot. And then I also have to do this stuff. So um, excuse me if we don't do it tonight. We may do it tonight. I'm going to have a number of physicians on who will talk about how they use DNA in therapy. We'll have some physicians who work with other physicians in the emergency room of the power of vitamin C. So I want to really drive this. So we're going to have a couple of people on. um, And go to Fire Fauci. Go to support our campaign. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Use all these resources that I'm generating to help you. God bless everyone, and I wish you the best. Be the light, and let's continue the fight. Thank you. Be well.